We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, it's not that saying some of the things we say is all that bad, you know, tickle me to death. Doesn't mean you're going to die just because you said that. But you see, when you say things that you don't mean and don't believe, it gets you to the point that you don't release faith in any word you say. And see, that's the plot of the devil to get you to the point where Mark eleven twenty three, the principle of the God kind of faith, won't work for you because you don't believe what you say will come to pass. So it's important to proclaim what God says and not speak things that you don't believe will come to pass. It's not that it's so wrong what you said, but it is that it works an evil in your life in that it'll nullify and destroy your faith in the other words you want to speak. When someone calls and says that Uncle Leroy has gone to the hospital and it looks like he's going to die, and it comes time for you to speak a word of faith, then there's no faith in your words. Because you've talked all this other stuff and didn't release any faith in that. So the human spirit is trained not to release faith in the words you speak because it would be a detriment to you 90% of the time. You resist unbelief with a word of faith, you see. Now someone's made this statement. That you can't keep the devil putting doubt in your mind. But doubts will die unborn unless you speak them. But when you speak them, you give birth to unbelief sometimes. Because, you see, you can have doubts in your mind and faith in your heart. And your faith will work. But when you go to speak in your doubts, you're going to get them in your heart. Because the Bible says the word is in your mouth and then in your heart. So you can starve your doubts to death. But the problem is that most of the time we don't want to. We want to speak what we <laughs> See, there, there's just a law, an unwritten law, that what you believe you speak. Well, in fact, I guess Jesus did write it down. Now, it's not that way just because Jesus said it. But Jesus said it because it is that way. Now, I'm going to say that again. Jesus didn't just say these things to make them that way. They were already that way. That's the reason he told us about it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart, he bringeth forth good things. And then an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, he bringeth forth evil things. Now, it's not just that way because Jesus said it. It was that way. That's the reason Jesus said it. He just let us in on the tree. He wasn't trying to make it hard on us. So, make a decision to doubt your doubts, your fears and your failures. See, doubt is one of the things that the devil tries to use against the body of Christ so profoundly. It's a good tool for him. So why not just use the devil's weapon on him? When the devil comes around and starts telling you all this stuff, you know, that's going to happen to you, just say, I doubt it. I doubt that you're able to pull that off. Instead of saying, I'm afraid so-and-so is going to happen, say, I doubt that the devil's able to pull it off. See, just turn around and use the devil's weapon on him. Now, any army that found out a secret weapon of the other army, they'd get it and use it on him. You can doubt your doubts. What scripture do you have for doubting God? When Jesus said all things, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Well, what scripture do you have to doubt that? What basis would you use to doubt the words of Jesus? 
Now, I'll tell you what basis most people use. If you'll check up on yourself, you've been using it quite often. They use experience of others or their own experience as a basis for doubting what God said. And any time you start using experience as the basis for what you believe, you're in trouble. Because I don't care what you experience in life, it doesn't necessarily make it true. What God said is the truth. Now, you may have misunderstood what Jesus said, and you may have misunderstood what God said concerning believing, but if you believe it the way he said, believe it, you will receive it. Now, the doubt almost always is based on the experience of either your own experience or the experience of others. But now, let me ask you something. What does your experience have to do with changing the Word of God? Not one thing in the world. I mean, Psalms 91 says that a thousand may fall by your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Now see, there's people always trying to base their faith on others' experience. They do it on both sides. Somebody said, well, you see, brother so-and-so, he had an old ragged car, you know, that was about to fall apart, and he gave it to a missionary, and he got a brand new Cadillac. I'm going to give his old bomb of mine away. Now, what's he doing? He's basing his faith on the experience of others. See, he didn't do it because of what the Word said. He did it because of what the other fellow got. And he gives his car away, and he has to walk for 10 months. See, don't ever act on the faith of others. Act on your own faith and base your faith on the Word of God. Now, see, if he based his faith on the experience of others, see, what he didn't know was that brother so-and-so that gave his old car away, the Lord told him to give it away, and he gave it to help somebody that didn't have a car. But then he decided to do it because of the experience that he had, and it didn't work for him. So he goes and says, this stuff doesn't work. Oh, yeah, it works. But you see, he based his faith on the experience of others, and now he's going to base his doubts on his experience. See, he first based his faith on the experience of others, and now he's going to base his doubts on his own experience. Did it change the word of God that says, Give and it shall be given unto you? No. Somebody said, Well, yeah, I know you're preaching this faith stuff, but you know, brother so-and-so, he believed that way, and he got run over by a freight train. Well, that's one. Now name me 9,999 more that believed it and got run over by a freight train or something else happened to them. And give me their address and let me check them all out. And if I find out they all happened just like you said, you know what I'm going to say? But it won't come nigh me because he's given his angels charge over me. You see, I'm going to base my faith on the Word of God and not the experience of 9,999 others. Because the Word of God said a thousand may fall by your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it won't come nigh thee. Are you still out there? Did you go home? Now, that's what it means to believe God's Word. Now, I don't mean go out and do foolish things. Don't be a kooky Christian. You know, you go to teaching like this and somebody say, well, I'm not moved by what I see. And they walk out and they see this 18-wheeler coming. I'm not moved by what I see. You're going to be moved by what you feel. 
<laughs> See, don't ever carry these things out of context. But you've always got somebody that's trying to get deeper revelation. And he thinks if he's not moved by what he sees and he steps out in front of that truck, he'll just disappear through that thing some way. But he's going to be a greasy spot on the road somewhere. <laughs> you have to use common sense. But when it comes to God's word, what I'm saying is that you speak what you believe, you believe what you speak, and the more you speak it, the more you'll believe it. And the way you resist the devil is with the word of God spoken out of your mouth. It makes a difference when you believe God. It makes a difference when you base your faith on the word of God and not on somebody's experience. Doubt your fears. Doubt your failures. Do what the word of God says to do. Attend to my words, incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. Now, how are you going to keep it in the midst of your heart? Paul said it's in your mouth and then in your heart. And see, that's the basic, very same thing that he told Joshua. Don't let the word of God depart out of your mouth. Keep it there. It causes faith to come. It causes faith to be in your heart. Just because you have faith today does not mean that you may have faith for the same thing tomorrow. Let me give you an example of this. Peter, well, we talked about this in the other session. Peter walked on the water to go to Jesus when he said, come. He had faith to do it. He did it by faith. But before he got there, fear took over and he began to sink. Now, let's go to Mark's gospel. I want to show you what it means to keep these things in the midst of your heart and to keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Mark, the fifth chapter, we have here a classic example of something that I think that many people need to get a hold of. In fact, I need to hear it again myself. Mark 5, verse 22. Behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed. And she shall live. Now there's his faith talking. He's mixed some faith with what he believes. And he's believing what he says. And he's saying what he believes. If you come lay your hands on my daughter, she shall live. She'll be healed and she shall live. Now he's establishing something, isn't he? Now remember what it says over there. We talked about the fact that the gospel was preached to us as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit the children of Israel because they wouldn't mix any faith with it. Now here he begins to mix some faith with what he knows. If Jesus lays his hands on my daughter, she shall be healed and she shall live. Now before the end of this whole thing... Jairus has plenty of room to doubt. And if he's going to base his faith on somebody's experience or what somebody else says, then he's going to fail and he's not going to see his daughter healed. But thank God he didn't do that. He held fast to what he believed and what he believed came to pass. Now before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that all this week we have book and CD offer number 7505. It's a 49-page paperback entitled Faith That Will Not Change, plus a single CD entitled What About Job? Book and CD for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. Now, in this book, we talk about why bad things sometimes happen to good people. 
You know, there's people that say, well, why did this happen? They were such good Christians. Well, bad things do happen to good people at times, but don't blame God for it. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come, and he was the word of God. I am come. God's word has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Sometimes we don't listen to our spirits. We don't listen to the Holy Spirit that tries to lead us in a direction to keep us out of harm's way. We talk about roadblocks that hinder your faith, how sometimes faith is hindered because of a lack of knowledge and because of other things that we deal with in this book. Lies the enemy uses to neutralize your faith. The enemy will tell you, well, it's not God's will for you to have this. It's not God's will for that or whatever. And, and if that doesn't work, he'll tell you God's mad at you. And then the truth about Job. In this book, we also have some things about Job, especially on the CD. Then how to put your faith in action to produce results in your life. And a lot of other things we deal with in this book. This book will help you. And also, what about Job? We deal with the fact that God blessed Job. And God allowed the testing of Job because he got over into fear. And fear broke the hedge now. That's offer number 7505. Book and CD for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. Total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.